beyond infinity. So, John, we've, we've talked a lot about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We, uh, we you know, some of us uh, successfully rode that that uh, massive wave of, mm-hmm. uh, of improvement in the value of Bitcoin. Others not so lucky. Um, some some people got in a little bit late. Some people managed to pick the high for buying in. <laughs> um, but uh, the underlying technology is uh, is something that has uh, has continued to be valued. It's been looked at by governments. For it's been it's been looked at by banks. Um, Tell us more. That there's been a report basically about the the underlying technology, the blockchain technology. Yeah. So people are familiar with Bitcoin because of you know all the news story you know we get about it. It's um you know it's a digital currency and the value is basically based on what the community believes it to be at any one time. What anyone's willing to pay for a Bitcoin, mm. uh, but. There is the technology that is the backbone of that, which is blockchain. And I guess in a fundamental way, it's just the uh, distributed, distributed uh, ledger, which allows for confirmation of the entries uh, anywhere you are uh, in the world. So not only is it used in a financial way, but it can be used for record keeping. It can be used for medical records, etc. And there has been a new report which has been um, which was released by the Australian Computer Society, the ACS, and it was authored by CSIRO's Data Sixty One. Now it's called Blockchain Twenty Thirty, and that's a a look at the future of blockchain in Australia, and it's exploring eight scenarios for the future adoption of blockchain technology in Australia, and right. that's specifically in Australia because. What, what we have seen or what we are seeing is that sort of the interest in Bitcoin uh, goes up as the price rises, but then the, the death calls come as soon as the price, price crashes. And when because blockchain is kind of so closely tied to Bitcoin being the fundamental backbone, there are some that don't see the separation of that. And so if Bitcoin fails, there's a chance that blockchain will fail as well. Okay. And what this report is looking into was, well, can you know can blockchain be used as the, an innovative technology um, separate uh, from Bitcoin completely? And you know it's looking at things, this report covers things such as um, solving problems in payments and transaction systems, financial services, business administration, and shopping and commerce. It's also looking at data processing, solving problems in encryption and security, networking and data transmission, data manipulation, management and interrogation. So it's quite a long report. I want to sort of cover a few things from directly from the report and uh, it's 72 pages long. So if you want to read it, we'll have a link to download that report. We won't go through all of the different uh, possibilities of, of, of that, but I will sort of highlight a few things that I think are of interest. Mm-hmm. Blockchain has uh, attracted significant public and private investment uh, and introduced previously non-existent products and services across multiple industries. Okay, so these are not re- we're not just talking about cryptocurrencies. That's here. We're right. Talking about talking other, other benefits completely separate. That's right. It completely. So cryptocurrency is one thing. You know, you and I can trade. Um, it can be a, a financial trade. Uh, but what this this report is looking at is how does blockchain fit into um, other areas of life? So that, for example, could be medical information. How that is stored? Because what 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 the issue is we've sort of we've covered on the show previously as well is the security of data. 
So if a one central server holds that information and hackers gain access to that information, then your medical data, for example, could be exposed and that could be maybe used against you. We talked about my health record. Apparently, I think 10% or more of Australians opted out of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what blockchain can do is it can make sure that only encrypted data is stored on decentralized servers. So servers around the country. And the only way to access that is with your private key so the public key could be made available but then you would share only your private key or you would share the access to other doctors or people that need to see um, that particular information Mm -hmm. and so without the private key then your data is completely um, secured no one can gain access to that because of the way that the blockchain technology works and so and that's where all this you know the, the the creation papers nakamoto um uh, satoshi nakamoto um in his original papers he talked about how to secure data so this is looking more sort of outside the scope of bitcoin itself and where else it can apply so encryption so are we talking about encryption i mean i'm just well that's what so that's what blockchain does it encrypts the data but yeah what's the difference just for listeners and yeah. for me because i'm i'm not 100 clear but what's the difference between ssl which is secure socket layer which is if you're wanting to do a sort of online transaction and you want to protect the information, say credit card information, yep. uses SSL to protect it. What's the difference between this, between that existing technology, which everyone, which is used around the world, mm-hmm. and blockchain? Well, if a hacker was to gain access to a secured server, so that information, that SSL, uh, if there was a protected secured server and let's say a hacker was able to penetrate that particular server there was some malware for example that went in and the keys to unlock that data was gathered Mm -hmm. rather than just take that data the hacker the attacker might be actually saying well i can continue to get information and i'll be a man in the middle attack so what happens is if you are trying to transact with a bank, a less secure bank, for example, and you think that you're secured there, this third party can be utilizing the known codes between this server and you. And um, all of a sudden, you know, you send the information to the hacker without knowing it. The hacker sends it to the bank and it sends it back via the bank to the hacker and then from the hacker back to you. And through that process, it can either build up a portfolio about who you are, some important information or more importantly it can gain access to your financial records and then at the right time it can jump on that now what's different with the blockchain is that you've got distributed servers so that if a hacker gains access to one system then all of a sudden the the communications that are happening between you the person and the bank or where that service is stored um, cannot be verified with the other servers it all has to be verified so um, you know you've got one server saying, yes, this is true. The way that this is created is I'm happy with that. Um, then you might be another server and then you go, yes, I agree with this. And then you get another server separate. It could be in another country. It could be floating around in space. It could be anywhere. And that also agrees. And if you've got enough servers agreeing on the data transfers, then that's where the security comes in. Now, it, th- there are more layers of complexity to that, but that's in a, I guess, hopefully in a base level where it is Mm. Uh, but if there was an issue with that if there was one server that was insecure or had been attacked then all of a sudden you know it it might be verifying it might be saying yes everything looks good to me but then another server might go "Ah, actually no this doesn't look right and then another server would look at that data and go actually no there's something amiss here it looks like it's had an extra hop or it's had you know somebody else add something to this or the listing in and so all of a sudden that transaction's not verified and therefore um, it doesn't go any further 
further. Okay, so it, what it needs is... Um, so you're talking about SSL now. That, well, that, SSL is sort of more of a... Um, it's more of an encrypted data stream mm. between you and one server. Mm -hmm. uh, but blockchain is a way to oh, distribute multi that. Multiple servers. Yeah, and okay. so that way you've got multiple uh, you know, verification happening. And so this it's, is so it's kind of additional layers providing additional security over, right. over SSL. That's right. So blockchain yeah. technology, that underlying technology, and you, you're talking about the report that's come out from the CSIRO, that's actually potentially offering far greater security than we have with SSL now. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So what, and it's looking at well, how you know the report sort of trying to identify what are the scenarios that's going to take us to twenty thirty. Is it going to be that Australians or the technology sector does uh, accept? blockchain technology more uh, is it going to make things more secure and what's involved with that so if you're if you're into um, you know, computers or if you're looking at doing some kind of computer course then security is huge uh, you know data security penetration hacking anti-hacking kind of stuff white hat hacking is is really good but blockchain technology is on the rise so i just want to add in another uh, part from the report now mm -hmm. Despite its potential, there is significant uncertainty regarding the future adoption of blockchain technology for Australia. For instance, there are unknowns around blockchain's capacity to work at scale while remaining decentralised and protect confidentiality whilst also being transparent. The extent to which the public will trust decentralised systems is also uncertain. These uncertainties raise the question, can blockchain progress beyond the hype to deliver tangible, high-value applications and a thriving industry for Australia? Or will blockchain amount to a little more than a market bubble? So mm. this is the, you know, the big question at the moment. You know, what happens? Where do we go from here? And they've used the Gartner Technology Hype Cycle, uh, which investigates the plausible future for the adoption of technology. And what it's looking at is, so what we've seen is, um, you know, there's the innovation trigger. There is a graph that's part of this report, and I'll um, I'll try and put this graph up on our uh, blog post as well on the website. And so the first step is the innovation trigger, and then there's you know there's high it sort of ramps up, and there's high amount of expectations and benefits, and then you, the next stage is the peak of inflated expectations, and that's sort of the high point there, and then it starts to drop off. Right now, we're sort of at that the trailing end of the drop-off, and this is where sort of blockchain is or was in 2018. We're at a position where we're about to move into the trough of disillusionment, and that's where we expect it to take a bit more of a dip. Uh, then there is the next stage is the slope of enlightenment, where we start to see an increase, um, and then there's the plateau of productivity, and that's where sort of the 2030 outlook is predicting. And there's eight potential outcomes which this report has highlighted, and this is right. you know ranging everything from block what, as in who cares about blockchain, through to blockchain superstition to um, um, Aussie blocky, then that the peak of it is expected to be the blockchain blockbuster. Now, all of those sort of scenarios are highlighted in the report. So I won't go through um, every one of those now, but there is a growing interest in the investment of blockchain. You know, as a peer-to-peer -peer solution with the potential to deliver significant cost savings. And whilst there is a booming global demand for blockchain developers, a short supply of talent may limit future growth of blockchain-related products, services, and industries. Hmm. So we are at that kind of, we are on that cusp. We are either going to have a lot of excitement about this technology and then nothing happened because there isn't the talent there. Hmm. Um, or we are, we are on that edge where if the talent is uh, taught 
all the right or there is enough talent sort of coming in and then taught the right skills they can really take this to a decentralized significantly cost savings you know benefit mm. for not only australia but looking to export this technology as well mm. uh, around the world mm. this uh, report looked at an analysis of 138 blockchain activities in australia and it shows a general uh, upward tra- trajectory with some of the most activity coming from small to medium-sized businesses in New South Wales and Victoria. So that's good for us here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. And it provides multiple views of the future of blockchain adoption in Australia and the impact this could have on existing and emerging industries and businesses, basically by understanding the potential risks that the future could hold as well as the opportunities of, of what's sort of at that edge. Let's look at what their description of blockchain is, and uh, hopefully this is a little bit clearer than, than, than my explanation earlier. Mm. But as a distributed ledger technology, that's also shortened to DLT, blockchain is a system of electronic record keeping which is supported by a consensus-maintaining distributed database. Blockchains consist of sequential records or transactions that are organized into groups, which are known as blocks, before being added to the ledger. A new block is added to the chain if it is validated by consenting parties in the network. And the blockchain cryptocurrency was the first widely adopted implementation of a blockchain. Uh, Since then, many other blockchain platforms have emerged offering an ever-increasing variety of features and applications. So there are things that um, we we can't currently see that are happening, but there are a lot of technology that is being developed at the moment in the back end to try and make systems um, easier and clearer. And security, I think, is is going to be one of those uh, big big focuses. Data 61, which is behind this report as well, Uh, published two major strategic foresight reports back in 2007 and sort of since that report uh, sort of added into this report's features includes a focus on blockchain labor and industry so if you're someone that's interested in what's happening into the labor force the potential digital tech labor force it's worth a read this report Mm. Um, an an emphasis on recent events and data a series of current trends likely to shape the future uptake of blockchain technology Um, a novel set of eight scenarios as i mentioned before derived from structured strategic foresight methodology and exploring a 10-year time frame and uh, also shaping scenarios around Around three axes of uncertainty determined through a horizon scan and stakeholder consultations. So, look, I'm, as I said, I'm not going to get into uh, every one of those there, but I just did want to have a quick look at how they, uh, you know, came up with this report. I mean, yeah, there's a huge amount of detail, here, uh, isn't there? So much detail. You know, one of the things they looked at was the number of blockchain-related job advertisements, which has grown rapidly in Australia over the past three years. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. This even, is, though, even though Bitcoin's come right off the boil, as, as cryptocurrencies have generally, but blockchain, the underlying technology, is, is generating jobs. Yeah, it, there is, a, a, again, another graph, and that's uh, looking at banking and as probably about sort of uh, up to 10% of the job advertisements, software publishing, accounting services, higher education, computer systems design and related services, and then all on industries. There's, a, there's apparently a partnership between IBM, Westpac, ANZ and the Australian National Blockchain Initiative to uh, take advantage of blockchain technology, 
presumably for more secure banking transactions, that sort of stuff. Now, the job uh, increase in advertisements has gone from around 500 in 2014 to 3,958 in 2017. So there has been a, um, a, a big push. Now, the, the skills that are required in order to sort of get into this line of work, or the top five skills, uh, are a knowledge of mathematics and programming, particularly JavaScript and artificial intelligence, Mm. machine learning and the Internet of Things and software engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's also noted that almost 60% of blockchain-related jobs pay more than $100,000 Australian dollars per year compared to around uh, 45% of professional jobs. So if if you're looking for a high-paid tech job, then this would certainly be an area to get in. It's Mm. on the increase here. Mm. And just some of the industries which are taking advantage of it looks like uh, financial and insurance services um, are using, um, well, about a 40% share of blockchain activities in Australia at the moment. The industry that's using it least is mining, uh, education training, still fairly small, construction, fairly small. Um, but, the, but the big areas, professional, scientific and technical services, retail trade, rental hiring and real estate services, healthcare and social assistance, they're all the types of industries that are most likely to be capitalising on blockchain technology. And so the, the way we're looking at it now, we're looking at a macro level. We can't even, we can't even see what could happen at the micro level at, at mm. this stage. Mm. So what I imagine will happen is um, if it follows one of these scenarios, which is you know a mass blockchain adoption, we'll see a lot of developers get involved. We'll see um, easier ways for blockchains to be created for specific industries. And then that can be applied to almost everyday things about, you know, security, transactions, anywhere where data security is required. Yeah, the well, blockchain, the, the Internet of Things is, right. is one of the big areas which um, has been sort of questioned by security experts for a while now. People are saying, look, you've got all these internet connected, connected devices, uh, but they're not necessarily secure at all. Well, blockchain could be instrumental in changing that. And it's grown from 2012. It was around about... Uh, 1.9 million Australian dollars in sort of venture capital funding. Uh, as of 2018 November, it was around 7.6 billion Australian dollars that are invested into this. Wow. Cap, you know, so there, there has been a lot of um, interest and growth. I would think that Bitcoin itself has been a driver for that, but the sort of the underlying idea behind it all, I think, is how it all connects together the blockchain technology mm. is is really what's um the important part and i guess part of it has been sort of we've to take full advantage we've needed uh, computer processing uh, capabilities to be pretty high which i think now they they have got to the sort of level which allow blockchain to be taken advantage of we've well, now right. got processors got- and transistors with you know that the numbers of transistors could be put into one cpu uh, is now at a point where it can handle the blockchain. Exactly, right? yep. Now, there are um, privacy concerns which could incentivize the blockchain adoption, particularly given the potentially privacy-preserving features of public blockchains. So anywhere where there's a concern about your private information is an avenue where blockchain technology could be used because it requires a private key. And this is not something that can easily be attained by others. At the moment, you know, there are some concerns about how you protect your private key, but just like you have your fingerprint to unlock your phone, that potentially can be your private key or there might be a series of private keys that you're the one that's in charge of the data that that is out there. So you can have encrypted data all throughout the world, access to it at the drop of a hat, but only if you 
yourself providing that you know, the key to unlock that mm. and and this is where we require uh, or, or Australia is looking at um, you know the tech sector and you know can they develop all the, the, the technology around this to enable this and then export that um, to other countries as well yep so it's seen as a, as a big potential export industry for Australia Australia's digital pulse estimates that, a, that we will need around um, 100,000 more technology workers by 2023 um, so that's good for Australian workers I just sort of want to quickly highlight one of the scenarios, scenario group four, uh, which is blockchain blockbuster. So this is more of the sort of the the higher end and looking at sort of the summary of the industry impact, uh, the financial and insurance services and professional scientific and technical services industry pave the way for a homegrown blockchain revolution. Industries with highly privacy sensitive data, e.g. health, will last to follow. All industries have jumped aboard the blockchain bandwagon as digital disruption and disintermediation led to a disrupt or be disrupted sentiment. Private and public blockchains are employed for smoothing firm operations, fostering collaborative consortia and coordinating public good provision Uh, export uh, the export component of that australia has become a net exporter of blockchain technology opportunities for export range from providing blockchain hardware software and education to blockchain enabled energy trading genetics and visa free travel so that's more looking at you know if today was 2030 you know what what would be the outcome if if things were going you know really really well for blockchain technology yeah. that's kind of the scenario that where, where might we be you know retrospective kind of look at yeah mm. well it's just interesting how it, it potentially offers just greater security than we've got at the moment and with the instances of of, of large-scale hack, hacking whether it's of government of, of big business even small businesses more and more damage seems to be done every year by malware by hacking by cyber attacks and the like personal information private information voter records all this sort of stuff is is increasingly in danger so what what the world's kind of looking for is a, is is something maybe it's blockchain that pulls the rug out of that that really gives like ironclad security exactly. stuff you know and, and could actually be you know systems that are unbreakable you know offering unbreakable security also the other part to you know ensuring that this happens not it's not just a matter of the technology sector you know all the venture capitalist funding money it also requires some you know government support and that includes um, you know regulation taxation and consumer protection um, you know and sort of play a role in this i guess um, reskilling the labor force determining the benchmark for blockchain applications and supporting innovation so it really does need the federal government to come in and say you know we support it and here's what we're going to do to grow the industry so that australia is a leader in that part finally uh, on this and you know as i said we'll, we'll link to the report where you can download this full report the 72 pages on our website beyondinfinity.com.au but just sort of a final note from me that you know, given that the future is unknown and difficult to predict this report investigated the impact of a range of plausible futures and the opportunities challenges and the risks that these futures could present for the blockchain industry in australia uh, the report incorporated a particular focus on the labor industry and uh, export impacts of these future scenarios so if you're interested in what's happening you know the, the jobs of tomorrow uh, yeah. particularly in the tech sector then this is something that i think you should uh, have a read through and it's it's available at acs.org.au it's called blockchain 2030 a look at the future of blockchain in australia thanks a lot john thanks for listening we'd love you to review us on itunes it's a great way to let others know if you liked our podcast 
And don't forget to follow us on social media. Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.